going on, everybody? It's your main man, Chief, one half of views from the two. Just letting y'all know that y'all are about to tune in to part two of a four-part series. You see, The Last Dance was a 10-part series, and we decided to cover it, and our episode was three hours long. So what we decided to do is we, as I said in part one, is we broke it down in four parts. This part is part two. You heard everything that we talked about in part one, and we just continue on with the conversation. We continue talking about this historic docu-series, and we still have my brother, your favorite campus uncle, Fred, and one half of the Gridiron guys, Russ Digi. He is along with us, and we get into a lot of more shit. We definitely do. So sit back and enjoy part two of The End of a Dynasty. What time is it? Game time! Kobe had a different Kobe had a different route in my opinion, man. I feel like in a way he came into a league where Iverson was a more mature player than he was. So for a while he was better. And then playing alongside Shaq, it kind of stunted his growth insofar as superstardom. Like Shaq had to get out of the way. And so it didn't allow him to really touch his full potential until. Shaq left, and then he had to go through the growing pains right. to get to the ultimate part of, okay, I told y'all I was the nicest out. It was years that people would argue whether or not Kobe was the best in the league. Not that he was one of the best, but you had your Iverson years, you had your T-Mac years, you had your half a season of Gilbert Arenas, you had the new cats coming in with LeBron, Wade, Melo, and all of them, and Wade won a championship with Shaq. So is he the new Kobe? Is he the new Jordan? And then finally, Kobe's like, nah, they all younger than me, you know? So his, yep. his path was a little different. He wasn't afforded the, the luxury of, of going through his growing pains early, even though I used to always joke. I mean, joke he and did say he go through his growing pains in a way. Yeah, but it's not the same, right? Like, no, it's, it's, it's same, almost like a, it's like a rich kid having a silver spoon and having the luxury of falling back on money in a, in a good place to stay in versus being mm-hmm. survival of the fittest. So... True. I think his I think his is a little different. But um we went from Scotty. Yeah, we went all over the place. <laughs> we but, went from that, Sc- but I expected <laughs> this. I expected it. Okay. What's the what where we at now? Do well, we need to go back to Scotty? <clears throat> did, did you did you did you hear the comments that uh that uh, I guess Undisputed were talking about? They were saying like how Michael if if Michael Jordan and LeBron played together, mm-hmm. that LeBron would be the ultimate compliment. He will be like Scottie Pippen. He'll be a souped up Scottie Pippen. He would because he, he was a smart basketball player. I have no doubt that LeBron needs a killer with him. He that's needs somebody that could just shoot without conscience and not be afraid of shooting because that's how he plays basketball. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't argue that. But is Scottie Pippen close to LeBron James? No, I just don't think Scottie Pippen was that good. I think he was good. I think he was a great nah, player. I think you. I, I think you're giving him that. That. that you're hey, I think you're underselling. You underselling Scotty a little bit. I'll never know, bro. But he ain't no Reggie Miller to me. He ain't no one man army doing it for his own people out of the mud. It's almost like Kobe without Shaq leaving, without Jordan really leaving. You know, and when he did, I'm waiting for Charles to come in. I'm waiting for Charles to tune in. I'm waiting for Charles to tune in. I, I, I'll defer. I'll defer. I'll just listen. I just feel like Scotty, I don't know, man. When I look at Scotty Pippen, I look at him as a part of a really good athletic player that wanted to be part of something. And that was the perfect compliment from Michael Jordan. He didn't suck. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, that's not what I'm oh, saying. No, no, no. He was trash when he first got to the league, but that's to be expected. No, I'm just saying he, he's not, I, I don't look at him like, I don't know. Like, I'm not looking at him like he's Kendall Gill or something. And I'm not calling Kendall Gill trash. I'm Kendall just saying, Gill. I, don't, I don't look at him like that. I just look at him like, he kind of rode the success a little bit. He was needed, but I think he got a boost off of that. Top 50 player, all that. Is he better than Isaiah Thomas? Nope. <sighs> Is he better than Magic? Nope. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do Scottie that. Pippen better than D-Wade? Yeah. No. no. I don't know, yeah. man. No. I don't he's know. not. Yeah. He's not, bro. He's not going to do D-Wade like that. Yeah. He's not, bro. He's not going to do D-Wade like that. Yeah, got to pivot better than Allen Iverson. Yeah, that's, that's my two guy. different. That's, those are two different. We kind just of talking players. about in the, we we talking about greatness though, right? Sure, they doing the same thing. He's not a big man. He ain't playing in the post, bro. 
You're you're reaching. He had his opportunity and he took two L's. One he quit, and the other one he was straight ass. Where's here's a George question. Here's, here's a question. Back. Here's a question. Is Scotty better than Paul Pierce? Man, I don't like Paul Pierce. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Okay. I'm just keeping a stack. Okay. <laughs> okay. I used to call Paul Pierce the bummest superstar. <laughs> I don't even know how he became a superstar, to be honest with you. I think it's because he played with Boston. I really do. Yes. Something, bro. I think because Shaq. Shaq gave him his name. Shaq gave him the name. He got somewhere for us to know, and that was playing the Lakers. The, it was really the finals Lakers. And he, that's kind of like what really solidified him as being the truth now. Not, not the nickname part, but having something to stand on. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's all he I did was talking. beat the Lakers, though. Like one time, he ain't done shit since then. He didn't but, do but nothing that's before the whole that. Point. My man Ray Allen. We watch, we watch like the jump, right? Sure. And you see Paul Pierce sitting next to Tracy McGrady, and the first thing that goes through my head every time is, man, Tracy McGrady was way colder than this nigga. Tracy was like, the truth, yo. Tracy was the truth. That story right there, Tracy McGrady, and and Vince Carter in Toronto. Oh my God. So what do you feel about Jerry wanting to trade for Tracy? Yeah, that was a story too. Yeah, because it he, goes to show you that this man was not dumb. <laughs> yeah, he, wasn't, he was not dumb. He wasn't dumb. He wasn't dumb, but I still think that's you get Tracy. He was dumb for breaking he was, he was dumb for, for breaking him up though. I yeah. That was stupid. How do you, <clears throat> you think that team would have looked? How do you think that team would have looked? Because you got to remember what, McGrady Tracy wasn't McGrady developed like Jordan? that back then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, it would have been perfect. It would have been perfect because it would have been a young, it would have been a young guy that you could teach. But Michael, giving Michael his credit for sure, had the ability of you either sink or swim. And I feel like Tracy would have swam. He would have He would have brought out the best of Tracy. Yeah, he would have brought it out early. He would have brought like, out Tracy the, had to the play in the shadow Tracy. event for a little bit. And he came out of that quick. I mean, shit. Jordan brought the best out of Luke Longley. And Bill Respect. Winnington. And Bill Winnington. And but a lot of that is system. But he definitely did it, though. Next topic. No, I only say that. Not to, not, that's not the shit on Jordan. That's to say that if you play in a system where everybody touches the ball, everybody feels involved. Because right? you got to remember, Jordan felt with his mad. Like, yo, why are you in, instituting this system that's taking the ball out of my hands? Because, yeah, Doug but Collins, right, because Doug Collins, Doug Collins was the person that told him like, "Yo, just put Jordan, put, just put the ball in Jordan's hands. Everybody, get the fuck out the way." And but, it won't. It wasn't gonna work, bro. No. It really wasn't gonna work. He was gonna tire himself out even more than he already did. Crazy. Hey, where was I going next? I forgot my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, what, what's the next points, man? We keep leaving Scotty, so something's up with him. <laughs> Scotty, like, do you got some Scotty? They trashed, wow. like they just trashed Scotty. How can you so say they bad. trashed him? Because they, no, okay, okay. What so I think what my brother is saying is is not only did the doc trash him, but <clears throat> everyone social media. All the debate shows kind of was bashing him because of what he did. No, nah, because it brought up old stuff that people forgot about. And he was like, "Yeah, that's right." Damn, Scotty. Now the contract. Thing, he's I'm not gonna trash about that. He got a platform. He's on the jump with Rachel Nichols anytime he wants to be. You better get up there and Zoom call her, man, and speak <laughs> your piece, man. But even in that, I don't think came right on first take the day after he got trash. He was like, "Hell no, nah. set it up, B. I'm be up there." <laughs> Horace yeah, going on. Yo, that was crazy about Horace Grant. That was something about him. Hey, boy, Shannon said Horace is. <laughs> yo, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I agree with Shannon Sharp. You are not going to withhold me from eating because I had a bad game. Yeah, that, I'm beating you. See, that, this, this uh, we fight. Man, you're not going to put your hands on me for free. We fight. <laughs> <laughs> we fight. That's a given. I don't know what's going to happen, but it ain't going to be free. Now you can talk that shit all you want. I'm gonna get suspended behind that. I, I said I well, didn't. Well, didn't they say something like uh, Jordan tried to do something with Cartwright and Cartwright like Cartwright was like, "Nah, I ain't going for it." And it was only one time. I'm grown man out here. You ain't gonna do me man. like that. Jordan Probably was my, Jordan was constantly him. messing with Scott Burrell, but he would not give in. He was just like, he is just such a nice guy. Scott Burrell is a fucking. I think Scott Burrell was man. smart, man. I think he understood that Mike was the greatest of all time, so he gonna get these free rings. 
and keep it pushing. He said, like, you can say whatever you want, bro. Jo- he said, I wouldn't have had this job that I got without being with Mike. Yeah. So I think he, I think he was smart. I think that man understood life. <laughs> on a deeper level. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna make a couple plays, have a good have one good game in my whole career, and I'm gonna just ride yep. out into the sunset. We forgot Scott Burrell was on the team till the doc came back. Nah, nah, I nah, I didn't. Him. I could run down that whole lineup. I remember Scott Burrell. Because I, I ain't see my boy Cliff Levinson in there. I ain't see Scott Williams in the doc. Yeah, I don't even think Levinson even seen the ball. I don't, I, every time I saw Levinson, King yet. every time I Word. saw Levinson, he just had on his, his shooter. He just had on his shooter. Hey, Where's Stacey King? Where's Stacey King at, bro? Man, listen. <laughs> they didn't even bring up Craig Hodges, which I thought was crazy. No. Oh, no, you can't talk with Craig Hodges. You can't. You can't. Mm-mm, Craig would have called him Uncle Tom and then the whole world would have been like, yo. Craig, Craig has strong feelings about Jordan. Uh, he do. He do. Strong yeah. feelings about him. Surprised nobody yeah, got on that whole situation. You know, strong. Yeah. Like, I, wasn't it true that like when they won the when they won the chip and they went to the championship, I mean, they went to the White House, mm-hmm. Craig Hodges came in there with a daishiki on and I gave him a, a letter. I did a paper on Yep. Right, you yep. gave him a letter talking about all the injustices and all everything that's happening amongst the black community. Mm-hmm. Yep, you know what I'm saying and that year and the the year following, he was released. Gone. Yep. Black get up out of here, play. And that and that's, and that's another significant difference between what was happening in the past and what's happening now. In the past, mm-hmm. you said something like that, you could forget your career; it's over, you're done. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying now. You know, under the the leadership of Adam Silver, right? Mm-hmm. You have that mm-hmm. platform to speak out and say what you want, and the NBA backing you. you know what I'm saying you have that platform, yeah. you have that right. As long as you don't get too but crazy, Silver, but I, right? Because Adam Silver won't gonna let you talk crazy about China. He said, "Hold up, cuz yeah, yeah." Well, a lot, of, a lot, lot of our stock, a lot of our st- <laughs> stakeholders is out there, like, bro. Hold on, bro. We gotta don't, chill out, my G. Don't don't mess up the bread now. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, what y'all, so what's up, man? What y'all think is the next uh, the next important point in the doc? Mm, it's a lot, man. So what I will say is one of my important points uh, was mm-hmm. the fact that you have to appreciate the process of quote-unquote Jordan. Mm-hmm. You have to appreciate the road, the complete history. You have to, you have yeah. to appreciate it because we do acknowledge the fact that Jordan was losing. Yes, he lost a lot, and Jordan right. needed and Jordan needed a lot. He needed things to be completed. We acknowledge that. I, I acknowledge that he needed he he needed a coach, right? He needed a he needed a, a, a system, and he needed you know he needed he needed, he needed Scotty. He and needed Paxton. Scotty and them boys. You know what I'm saying you did right, you know, mm-hmm. and it was proven, and it was proven that if you do this, if you trust. Because think about it, I, I believe that Mike didn't trust players. Yeah, he definitely did. He did. I mean, you know what I mean, Mike didn't trust with players. good reason, though. Right, right. You come in as a rookie, and they in the hotel room wilding, and you trying to hoop. But, totally but that that to me that reminded me of Kobe, mm-hmm. in a sense. Because remember when Kobe and AI. Oh god! Oh yeah, yeah. They that played, the and AI was like, "I'm going to the club." What are you doing tonight? Like, I'm going to the club, and Kobe was like, "I'm going to the gym." Like, I'm 18, mm-hmm. I can't get anywhere. So. But not even that. I just even think that even if Kobe wasn't, he was never to go out guy. That he was focused on the game, baller. Right. That's all he was focused on was just playing ball, which is the same as Jordan. Right. In a way. Cause Mike was on that yak in them cigars and <laughs> cars. But, but you know what? Do you know how? Do you know how? Do you know how in shape you have to be in order for you to like you smoke a stogie right before the game and you go out there as if like not like that don't even phase you. 
You ain't even got to tell me, bro. My dad had a cigar business before Hurricane Katrina hit. And in my 20s, I smoked cigars. And what stopped me from smoking cigars was running. Because I couldn't do anything if I smoked a stogie. Like, that joint hits me in the stomach. Like, I'm, I'm like, yo, bro, swinging a baseball bat, smoking a cigar before the game? I need that picture framed. Cause mm-hmm. that's a, that's a killer. Speaking of him smoking and drinking, did anybody notice yeah. his yellowing eyes? That's um, that, that's jaundice. Yeah, yeah like, that's whoa. that jaundice uh, oh, situation. Oh, Mike, that's jaundice. That's jaundice, bro. That's John. That, that that's a that's a condition where like the, the pigmentation, yeah. the pigmentation in your eyes goes. You look like you're dead. I'm like Mike. You gotta slow down, bro. Man, my yeah. man look like Don, my Mike's man look like Donna. Did. He look like Donatello. Look like Donatello for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He did, bro. Mike's 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 body is just on a different level. That's one thing that I think a lot of people should argue when they argue. And I'm not trying to bring up LeBron, but that's one thing you should argue. LeBron keeps his body in physical shape. Like they say, he spends 1.5 million on it. Mike spent 1.5 million on cigars and liquor, bro. But like, you know, but you know what else? But you know what else? How though? much of an athlete that dude was? But you know what else? Though we also have to take into account the technological advances that are today. Now for sure. you're you're paying 1.5 million and pretty much you're paying 1.5 million on science. Right. You know what I'm saying? On Definitely. science that's prolonging your your longevity in the league. You dig know what I'm saying? Definitely. Look at Mike, look at Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, the reason why he looks the way he is right now, and the reason why mm-hmm. he's talking about coming out of retirement is because of technology. This man is doing yeah. stem cell technology research. Yeah, and th- you know what and I'm that's saying, real and that's real. And now, like, I mean, shit, you can see, like, LeBron. You don't think LeBron is probably doing that? Oh yeah, he's doing stuff, bro. I have never, I'm a LeBron fan, and I have always said that brother's got some of the most high quality HGH. In- <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> bro, bro when he took them two weeks off in Miami. He said, "Hold up, man," because he lost all that weight and got skinny. He said, hold on, man. I'll be right back. Give me 15 days. I need some rest. What came back? Swole. He was on that new damn diet and shit, man. Yeah. And man, everybody's like, man, we could just throw, we could just bully LeBron. Yeah. He's too small. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, man, Jordan's got to get props for being just one of the craziest physical specimens, pause of all time, just because of the way he his fuel was trash. You yeah. talking about the man was gonna eat a whole? Forget the fact that he got food poisoning. He's gonna he was gonna eat a whole pizza, pizza by himself the night before the game by himself. Come on, bro. Can't because he's hungry, <laughs> gangster. Because he's hungry. I mean, come and, on, man. And still drop forty something. And people yeah. and people need to acknowledge because when we think about Jordan and we think about the road and all this other stuff, like yeah, you can think about the championships. You also got to think about like those that the, the road through the East. Those right. are beasts. No, I'm saying? no, you're playing plumbers. You're playing plumbers. Remember? And I'm saying like you think about the Indiana Pacers. Think about the Knicks. The Indiana Pacers was probably the best completed team in the East that gave them the toughest competition. Mm-hmm. Every time they played yeah. the Pacers, it went to a game seven. Yeah. I'm saying, and, and it could be taken like within a moment's notice, like it, like yeah, the, the tide in the game, the momentum just kept shifting every so often. Yo, Reggie Miller didn't get his respect during this documentary, man. Like, That's why I said he was better than Scotty. Well, I, I agree with that. Like, right. I agree with Scotty. I'm like, yo, I, I agree was, with that. I'm like, yo, he, Reggie was a killer. Yeah. Not only that, that same Reggie Miller, didn't he play the Lakers and lose? Yeah. Yep. So you're thinking of that continuation. He lost to the Mike. They still had it in them to make it to play against Shaq and Kobe in them. Yep. That was sure like, did. Oh. Was that the next year? Was that it was, two I think years, it was a year two, after. It was a two years, 2000. It, it, was it was after 2000. the lockout year. Mm-hmm. It was 2000. Yeah, I, I definitely right. give Reggie props, man, because Reggie was the most harshest person off a of screen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. He still pushed Mike, though. I ain't call yeah. it, but whatever. It's, yo, he even acknowledged this. I gave a little, a little push, a little shove, a little light touch, you know. Hey, but, but the thing is, though. See, this is another thing I respect about Mike, right? If you were if you were to do that play today mm-hmm. and someone runs off a screen and pushes off like that, boy, they flopping. They flopping. Boy, they flopping. I seen a meme of LeBron James taking a <laughs> taking a hit. 
Oh, they all flop. Oh my god, LeBron! It was a little like it was just like a little push. They showed it in real time and then in slow motion. It was like a, a gap in time, and then LeBron falls on the ground. Yo, can we give Phil Jackson yeah. credit for like managing all those personalities for oh all those god. years? That's one thing. That's man. Go ahead. It man. is crazy. Like you got to manage Mike, who's a maniac. You got to manage Pippen, who's up and down. You got to manage Rodman, who. At a moment's notice, could be across the country. Honestly, that's that's somebody I would have loved Phil to coach LeBron. Oh, yeah, I would have sure. loved that. I would have LeBron. I've I've been on record on saying that <clears throat> if LeBron played in the triangle, it'll be the best thing to happen to him. I think so too, especially exactly. because he's a facilitator. Mm-hmm. You and know, you got every- two basketball minds, right? You got, because that's the beauty. See, I used to always criticize Phil, and I think that's one takeaway that I got from his documentary is the documentary secretly showed me the true greatness of Phil Jackson. Everybody's going to say he's great because of how many championships he has. You know what I'm saying? Having 11 rings. But some of that comes with a lot of, well, he had the best players to ever play the game in Mike, Kobe, and Shaq, right? So out of that, you're going to get some of those rings. But to Sean's point about him managing all those egos and being able to navigate through these situations, they really show how important he was to not only the tutelage of Mike, but instilling a culture, not only in Chicago, but in basketball. Like he took what Tex Winter did. He has the ability of taking information, processing it and distributing it to people so that all of them can digest it in their own way. And that's a skill set that very few people in the world have. Right. Being an observer and being able to to tell people what you observe in a way that they can digest it, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I think it was genius. I mean, it was genius how, to Sean's point, how Phil managed all of these different personalities, especially someone like Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. Who up and leaves? Like you have a game. You have a game on Sunday, not a regular season right. game, a playoff game. You got a playoff game, a finals game on Sunday, but and but you the play it, explained. and you play it, and then that Monday you're on WCW Nitro. Right, <laughs> you on Nitro. No but one can find you. Well, no, that was when he went to Vegas. No, he went to Vegas. No, he he went to Vegas. Is, no, no, no. But I'm saying the Vegas one is when he. Like they, he said, I need a couple of days. Yeah, I need a break. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Gone. Jordan looked at him and said, "Like he, need, I need a break." But see, Phil fun. understood the free spirit of Rodman because he was a free spirit. Yeah, and I think the doc did a great job setting that up. Yeah, like, you know, just giving us bits of bits of that early. Yeah, because Phil was doing acid. Yeah, back in I the definitely day. didn't know yeah. Phil was yeah. that wild, wild of a wild boy. boy. <laughs> Phil was a wild boy. Wow, boy, man, you know, but definitely Phil Jackson. And even like, you know what? I was I, I was thinking about this uh, the other the other day when I was watching The Last Dance and uh, the, the final episodes. And I was like, what if they did a Phil Jackson documentary? That should be one of the next ones, to be honest with you. But like not just him as a coach. I don't, I don't know how you would you like what it? angle? Every angle. I mean, I think you got to do it in a different platform. Yeah. I think you definitely have to do it outside of a 30 for 30. And kind of, you might have to go the Showtime route or go just go a different route. Yeah. Somebody that's not so PG. Yeah. I mean, even though yeah. ESPN later fly on this day, but normally yeah. they're cooking yeah. better. Because I think with him, you got to tell a lot of his life story and uh, and explain where a lot of his philosophies came from. They did a little bit in the doc, but that's just that's just a small nugget as to who this man was. Right. And I think that's, that's, a, that's a big part of whatever you do, you know, documentary-wise. You got to inform people. Yeah. So, and yeah. honestly, I think the players respected him because he's a winner. I mean, I know. I think they, I think I the think players respect him because he's a player's coach. He, mm-hmm. he understands the pressure of being in the spotlight almost every day. And he's just like, you know what? Okay. If you need a break, go ahead, take it, take a break, but just yeah. make sure that you're here. Make sure yeah. that you're here. Be here and work. You know, be here and work. And you know. yeah, because there was a one. There was one part where he he took them golfing. He knew Jordan wanted to golf, and he took him out there. And yeah. he was like, and Jordan said it. Jordan was like, yeah. If there was any other coach, we'd be doing like, we'll be doing sprints right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Phil knows that we need a break. So speaking of that, needing a break, go ahead, Russ. My bad. 
No, I was just saying, I think that's that's what, what shows Phil's genius is that he understood mentally everybody has to be present mentally. You have to be 100% mentally. And the doc showed that physically everybody wasn't there, but Phil always had him mentally prepared. For Scotty to keep trying to come back into that Utah Jazz game, you know what I mean? For Mike to be able to play through being sick with food poisoning. For Rodman being able to show up to a game when Scotty was holding out. It was all mental. It was all being able to tap into these people's innate greatness and them all not wanting to let him down. All being part of one. You know what I mean? Right, it's, right. It's, it was To me, it's great. And, it, and, and I'm, I can only assume that that's what happened in L.A. too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because L.A. was a dope team. Like, yeah. They already had Cedric Sabalas, Eddie Jones, Nick Van Exel, Kobe, Shaq. Dale Harris couldn't do nothing with him. You know? Mm-hmm. Phil comes in. Let me talk to y'all a little bit. Let me get y'all together. Next thing you know, they're killing everybody. So, definitely highlights his greatness. It just Lakers. definitely highlights his greatness. I mean, it's part of his story, you know? It is. How it goes, man. And, and also, like, another point about the process of Jordan uh, that I loved about the documentary, I loved how they talked about the origin story of him originally wanting to sign with Adidas mm-hmm. and then with Converse. I already you know, knew that. Story, right, right. But I, I just love the detail because both of those, both of those companies are looking at each other like, God damn. Right. Damn. Right. You know, but I right. don't, but but could you even? Ima- I can't even imagine Jordan with Adidas. Yeah, but that's the beautiful part about it. He couldn't imagine himself with Nike. Right. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's what's so beautiful about it. Like man, life and just circumstances that happen. Man, it's just different paths, different roads traveled. Let's give him more credit because if it wasn't for his mama, his oh, for daddy, sure. he was not getting on that plane. At all, but at the end of the day, we would have just been three stripes boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but it would have been the funny part about this. You know, at the end of the day, that's what it would have been, though. Yeah, yeah. But see, even like even with Nike outside of Jordan, they got raw stuff. Like it's not just Jordan, and that's it. With Adidas, they're like, what am I get some Stan Smiths? No, but see, but but, but you gotta you gotta take an account. What? How much did they project Jordan to sell his first pair? And Three million or something. <laughs> and he ended up making double that. No, that was more than more that. than double. Oh yeah, yeah. He made something crazy. It was like Man, they thought he was going to project three, and he got one hundred and twenty mil in shoe sales. So you also got to take an account. That's in the eighties, right? But then but think you know about why? that. But then think about that, like. He made Nike a thing. They ain't want to say it, but I think <laughs> all of us know them dope boys had a lot to do with that in the 80s. That's true. Oh, yeah. They ain't oh, want yeah. to just say it, but a lot. That's, that's where I saw they tried to They tried to cover it with Spike. Yeah, in the yeah, movie. Yeah, bro. All the dope boys. <laughs> nah, they had, they had, they had pagers, they had beepers, Jordans. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they ride no gold beepers. Yes, Gold BBS is the whole nine, man. Like, I remember. Man, but, listen, Jordan, but you know what? It, the reason, because during that time, what was on your feet was so vanilla. It was yeah, so vanilla. Yeah. And then, like, here comes Jordan with the Jordan ones, and it's like red and black, and everybody's looking at it like, holy shit. And then the fact that he got banned actually added to what? it. Are the, like what are those? <laughs> what? Yeah, man. Like I, I can see, like when he came, like if you've ever paid attention to that game, watch when he mm-hmm. walks out and look at all the other players. Look at him; they're yeah. looking at his feet and they're like, "What the hell are those?" It's like we yeah, can man. wear, we can wear that, we can do that. Yeah, you know, he and, changed the game. That's you know, that's the biggest he, thing. Listen, <clears throat> Jordan made it cool. To just wear like NBA jerseys. Yeah. He, he made it cool. He changed the way people wear their shorts. Yeah, for you sure. Know, listen, Jordan, like yeah. I love how they, and, they, and I love how <laughs> yeah. they transitioned into the dream team a little bit and they showed mm-hmm. like the, 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 the international mm-hmm. notoriety of Jordan with him, right. the famous, the famous footage of him walking through um, Barcelona, Barcelona and then seeing a big billboard of him and he'd never seen it before. He's like, what the hell? You know, like, yeah, that just goes to show like, man, like when Jordan was in this game, man, like he, he, he made it into the magic and Larry show 
into like a global phenomenon. Yeah, you know what? Another thing yeah. that took me by surprise is like his day to day process of being him. Oh, like God. I, yeah. I couldn't be Jordan. Like I, I wake up, I do this. There's a hundred people outside my door. It's a hundred people here. There's a hundred people like that's that's exhausting, yo. Yeah, I couldn't. Yeah, I, I couldn't. That that's. No, like you wake up and you hear like your alarm clock is your name. Mm-hmm. People screaming yeah. your name. That, that's your alarm clock. There's only there's only a few people in the world that ever had that. That was Michael Jackson, Prince. Well, no, probably not Prince because Prince wasn't even in these public areas. He was probably like in a dungeon somewhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying it, you know, why you do Prince, like that? <laughs> no, I'm just saying like Prince was a very private person. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah. but like Michael Jordan. Michael Jackson, Barack Obama. Yeah. 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 And I'm saying we're like, literally you wake up, you, you wake up, you like, you can't even brush your teeth by yourself. Like yeah. the only time he got quiet time was on the court, which is a pressure situation. That's mm-hmm. like, how do you mentally deal with this mental, his mental awareness boy. But that's one of my points is just the process of Jordan. I mean, just changing and shifting the basketball culture, um, mm-hmm. you know, bringing style, bringing a different swag to the NBA culture. And also just like the competition, you know, was so different compared to what it is now. Like everybody during those times when they played wanted to beat you. They right. didn't want to team up with you. They wanted right. to beat you. Well, that's AAU. That's AAU influence now. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's, you know, it, it, you know, not to knock anybody who's playing the game now, but it's like everybody wants to team up. Not everybody. You know why I think that is, though? More so than AAU, I feel like Jordan's part of the reason why everybody wants to team up. Because the media made it such an emphasis on rings. Mm-hmm. And when you're striving to be the greatest... The only way to even get in the conversation is to get rings, right? Like we fought Kevin Durant for going to the Warriors, but at the end of the day, he had to get those rings at some point in time to even be in the conversation. Or he's going to end up with Barkley, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. You're going to end up like everybody else. Reggie, Barkley, Pat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh God, yo, jo- that Jordan stopped franchises. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come on, man. Anyway, okay, that's one of my points. Anybody else want to share a point? Jordan and the Bulls is like the neighborhood kingpin. Like you don't eat over here. You don't. <laughs> in a way, unless I get part, unless I get part of it. I'm serious. Like he stopped in the Knicks. He stopped the Pacers. He stopped the Heat. He stopped Shaq and Penny. He stopped Utah twice. He got Seattle out of here who won 64 games. And beat Houston, who were the champions. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, I don't never take anything away from Mike. I do feel like, in a way, that year and a half off Mm -hmm. helped rejuvenate that second half of his career. And he did it, right? Like, he did it. So I'm not taking the three championships away. I'm not sitting up there saying he wouldn't have had six total. But I think it says something to that run that he was able to get a break that a lot of people weren't able to get in their careers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what if what if after Shaq left, Kobe was like, yo, give me a year off. And while y'all doing that, tool up the team. And when I come back, we're going to be ready. Like, a lot of people had to go through some growing pains. He earned that, though. Jordan earned that, the right to come right back and but join again, that squad. It was a different time, too, man. The media was a darling for Jordan. They, whatever happened... <laughs> Um, I wouldn't say they was a darling because this 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 exposed how because Magic said it and this is this is a take that I that I have. <laughs> I feel like if Jordan played in this day and age, I think he would have retired early, fairly early. Yeah, because yeah. I think that as Magic said, y'all keep like Magic said, y'all keep this up, y'all gonna force him out. And that's just like Chicago's media. That's and not social media. Yeah. Which yeah. then, which then, you know, we, it's like literally, I think every topic we bring up, we kind of bring in LeBron, but you didn't have to give LeBron the credit for dealing with what he deals with on a social media. Absolutely. Day, like a daily, daily basis. And he hasn't, been like, yo, he hasn't cracked. I'm retiring, but I understand why. You know why? Come playoff time, he goes zero dark thirty. 
because his mindset is like, yo, I know y'all going to get on anything I do, especially in the playoff time. So I'm going to just tune everything out and focus just on what matters the most because we locked in the playoffs now. Now it's win or go home. Right. Yeah. And I feel like if Jordan was in this era, he would be like, nah, I can't deal with all this because he didn't have debate shows. He didn't have, you know, any of this stuff that they have now. It would have destroyed his character just for the way he wrote his teammates. I think the main thing with that Not is the difference winning. between the difference between Bron and Jordan is Bron wants fame. Mike doesn't want fame. That's the problem. In, in, inherently, that's all it really boils down to is that LeBron definitely is going through more, but he's able to deal with it because frankly, the man won't be famous. Well, <laughs> not only that, but LeBron wants to be a role model. Yeah. yeah. Michael, I mean, did, Michael didn't want to be a role model. All of that. But Michael I, just I, but wanted I to be a winner. I agree with Chi 100% though. Mike wouldn't have been able to hack it though. Like I, I, don't, I, I believe, I, I believe that too. I believe that too. Yeah. I think that it would have drove him crazy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think that he would have been, I think Jordan would have kind of had like a Marshawn Lynch mindset mm-hmm. where he literally would like go to, like, you are, like, I'm, I'm just here so I don't get fined or I'm just doing this just because they told me to do it. Other than that, all I want to do is just play ball. I don't want to talk. I don't want to do anything else. I just want a ball, you know, especially, especially with those, you know, during the time when everybody was speculating about his gambling. Yeah. And that's why, like when oh Sean was God. saying like the media, like was it like he was a media darling? Like, I don't, I think I that mean, they outside of the gambling, what were they really saying? I mean, they, at what point in his career? I was about at to any say, point. Well, in the beginning they were saying he couldn't win. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's on they the were court, saying true. he was a ball hawk. But that, that was fuel for him because he responds to that negative criticism as fuel. But at the same token, he's highly sensitive. So which is which is another take I have. Oh, we'll get into it then. Yeah. Which is why I, like he said he was like he feared that he was going that people was gonna view him differently. That he was a bad person. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then Okay. I have another take based off of that same not it's it's in that same realm as far as him view like him with the viewing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also feel like that's in a sense what lit a match in him to put this out. Well, it was a story running around that was because of LeBron finally running. It's time. not it, it's not a story that's running around. It's it's fact. Well, yeah. <laughs> I still don't believe yeah. that. I don't believe that we he wouldn't. put out this documentary because Jordan, of LeBron. Jordan, because, we wouldn't. But like, but no. Like, even with me being on, if I if I if I take out the lens of me being a Jordan fan, I still don't see it. <laughs> but see, okay, let okay, let me ask you. Okay, okay. you have like every man prides himself on their ego, their where they stand. Sure. Okay. If you know that someone is slowly approaching what you've reached, like the pinnacle on what you've reached. And no one is ever going to say like, this person is going to be better than you, but this person slowly creeps up. And then he does something that kind of breaks that window. And then he's like, now the media and everybody or people around you is starting to say, yo, he's, He's coming like Mm -hmm. he's on his way to like he's looking. He's like he is he is reaching and he's like touching the material of like your basketball shorts. And he's like, I'm about to pull down and come up over you and eclipse you. That's going to that's going to make you feel away, especially because the people that look up to this person doesn't know anything about you other than the fact that, as Russ said, you're the old man with sneakers. Oh, I'm the old man with sneakers. Let me show you why I am this great. Mm-hmm. But even so, they still might say he's the old man with sneakers. Now he played. Nobody. Well, then if that's but the case, shoot, but he had to do this. He had to release the doc. Well, let me ask you this: if that, if that was the case, and LeBron was such a threat, how come Jordan didn't do it for Kobe? You know I'm why? So glad you took that. Go ahead, go okay. ahead, get it, get it. Okay, get it. Get it. Okay, get it. so 
Here we go. Here we go. I had this. I had this saved. I have this especially for you. Okay. Uh, Who's the greatest entertainer? Michael Jackson. Where did Michael Jackson learn all his stuff from? James Brown. Can we say, right? Well, one of one of them was James Brown. His biggest influence. His biggest influence. Michael Jackson's signature move he got from James Brown. Sure. Kobe learned everything that he learned. Not from, everything. He learned majority, just like just like Michael. He didn't learn everything from James Brown. Sure. But he learned a majority of he, his and he, crap. And he, admit, and he admitted it. He said, I don't have five rings without you acknowledging who Mike is. Right. But okay. but okay. you're saying, why is he not going to fear? Because at a point, people were saying the same thing about Kobe. They were like, yo, listen, Kobe's coming up. But they were. Now he's tugging. But, tug, but he's they had, on your job. No, here. but they had that asterisk next to Kobe because they kept saying he's a carbon copy. He's just I'm, like he's I'm, just like I this. Get I get that. But it, but but here's here's. I I know where you're going with this, and but I would say that Kobe would be the bigger threat. Nope. But the media. I would say he's the bigger threat for 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 people like me and you and Russ and Sean and other people that kind of like see. The media is not going to see it, though, because the media is just going to see, OK, he did everything Jordan did. LeBron is not doing everything Jordan did. He's doing it in a different way. Right. He's doing everything a different way. He's more he's more the magic and, and he's Magic Johnson and he's doing it and, he, and he's creeping up on Michael. And not only that, he did it without, as Russ said, he didn't do it with a Hall of Fame coach. See, okay. Kobe, see, Kobe, Kobe, Kobe had Phil. It's the same as true. Jordan. I get it. <laughs> true, I get that, it. I, that's I get what it, it. Bro, it's 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 so it's sad because in all honesty, Kobe Bryant went to seven championships, won five, and LeBron went to nine and won three. And the media has allowed LeBron to eclipse Kobe before LeBron was even done, which I feel like is unfair yeah, to Kobe. That, that's just, just yeah, being that, honest. That's sacrilegious. But the things that hold the, the the there's a couple of things that go against Kobe. One definitely, as she said, he got a lot from Mike. It looked a lot like Mike, so it reminded us of Mike. The next thing was the three championships with Shaq. Those things kind of made it, it. It didn't diminish him, but what it was is those were Shaq's MVP years. Those were Shaq's Finals MVP years. It took a lot of the accolades that Kobe needed to compete against Mike to compete, just to be the greatest of all time, forget just Mike, just to be the greatest of the, the all time, you got to get those MVPs. That's why LeBron got four, Kobe only got one, Mike got five. That's you why, know what I'm and, and that's something where I was, matter of fact, I was talking to Russ about it earlier today because I was watching T.O.'s podcast and he had Shannon Sharp on there. Mm-hmm. And Shannon was talking about how he used to, as big as a fan as he is of LeBron, he was a bigger fan of Kobe. Like he was defending Kobe bigger than this, but he said the one thing that separates it is Kobe. Kobe only has one league MVP. LeBron has four. Four. Jordan mm-hmm. has five. So he's mm-hmm. like. So he's like the the personal accolades is not. You know, yeah. I think I think that if Kobe, if they want, if they would have won against the Pistons. I mm-hmm. think Kobe would have won MVP mm-hmm. because that was the year where it yep. was, it was his team. Cause Shaq was out for some time Yep. and Kobe was like, all right, let me, let me, let, let, let me show y'all what I can do. Right. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately he didn't, he, they, they didn't. So I, I agree. I believe that Shaq kind of Shaq's dominance Young yep. plays Kobe's brilliance. Right. Yep. Kobe having won yep. MVP is a crime anyway, but that's another conversation. Well, it, in a way it is, but in a way it's not, bro. Because it's like, when you look at it season for season, mm-hmm. and this is no disrespect, like the year Iverson won MVP, Iverson was a better player. There was points in times in Kobe's career that he wasn't able to display that he was the best because he was right next to Shaq. No, well, I think well, I, I think he's talking about the years yeah, that like Steve, Steve Nash yeah, won. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like well, that's because he Nash got years. swept in the first round against Steve Nash and him. You're not getting it. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get the MVP in years like that when you're coming in as like the sixth seed or the, or, or the fifth seed or whatever seed they may have been at the time. 
they don't give the MVP out like that. Like the wait, last wait, 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 wait. But they gave it to Dirk. Here he got swept. But see, round. that's but that's when that's different. They gave it to James Harden. They gave it to James Harden, and he never made a final. But see, that's when that's when it gets tricky because that's when that's when I look at it like okay, the NBA takes in account your playoff performance also in like regular season MVP discussion. A little bit. What they're taking away from it is your seeding, right? So like when Dirk won it, they really lost as the one seed mm-hmm. to the We Believe Warriors. When James Harden gets the MVP, the last person to get the, the MVP at a low seed was Russell Westbrook. And that's because he averaged a triple-double. Usually you're one, two, or three in the seeding when you get the MVP. So I think it's a lot of that. And then that just goes on to your playoff run helps your reputation for the next year. You know what I mean? But Yeah. Yeah. It's a crime though. He should have got more than one. And I'm not even a Kobe guy. Told you. Well, you know what happened? It was the it was the class of 2003 that took a lot of that that fame from him. Like they were ready to usher Kobe out of there, man. Yeah. They kind of were. And then Kobe went to Nike. And Nike's media machine helped boost him back up culturally. Then you had the Kobe versus LeBron thing. LeBron didn't live up to the billing. Kobe started getting those championships. And that's when it really, that's when the wave started coming of respect. I also think that what diminished Kobe's reputation was the fact of that uh, rape allegation too. That kind of that kind of put a, a stain on everything as well. Because Kobe, because Kobe, prior to that, Kobe was like everybody's little brother, and Kobe smiling, and Kobe was a role model. And then this came yeah. out, and you know, next thing you know, Kobe's a bad guy. Kobe's a bad teammate. Kobe is, you know, Kobe has such an attitude. Nobody wants to play with Kobe. You know, that was a yeah. he, that was a the huge narrative. Nobody wants to play with Kobe and Kobe and people, you know, he was very close to really like being the carbon copy of Michael Jordan yeah, going to the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, re- I was so it's, happy it's he didn't sad. do that. It's sad though, man, because in a way I feel like it's a shame that the man had to pass away in order for people to really acknowledge his true greatness and the level right. that I feel like it had. Yeah. Right. Cause it just wasn't there. You know, what's another point? Do you think? <laughs> do you think that Jordan playing in this? How much do you think Jordan will average in this day? I, all right, so I've I've heard this conversation <laughs> so many times, and a lot of people. You know what? And in, in a league where there's no hand checking, it's not that physical. Um, rules are changed because they protect players now. Easy forty. Question: Will he be able to shoot the jumper though? Like shoot the three? If Jordan, but this is something that is like this is something that it's a if it's Jordan a, if Jordan perfected because literally he's probably the most dangerous mid range player. He's what they're saying Kawhi is now. Mm, that's, they, they call Kawhi the mid range killer. Well, that's because yeah, like every no, they don't they don't call Kawhi the mid range killer. They call Kawhi the complete package. Dave Dave said that as far as the complete, the closest thing in the game right now to Jordan, they say is Kawhi. Why? I think they're only saying that because of the mid-range game. I I think it's because of everything. Mm, Okay. That's debatable. But I mean, that's that's debatable. That's debatable. Defense, okay. I can see defense. He's not a great, great scorer like that. He can't. He he can create his own shot, though. He can. He can create his own Ooh. shot. Kawhi Leonard. He can create his own shot. Man, Kawhi Leonard ain't... Man, if Kevin Durant ain't go down, man, we would not be talking about Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. Speak that truth, cousin. Easy money sniper with a smoke speak that, that Speak that truth, cousin, because I'm telling you, KD... Even KD when KD came, came in with the Achilles... Yeah, he was knocking yes. him down. Yes, bro. Like, like no. 11 off, off rip. He was knocking him down, and everybody said, uh oh. No way would have happened. Going back to the original uh, question, I feel like this Mike would have been able to do what Russell Westbrook wanted to do, which was anything he felt like doing on the court the past three seasons as an individual. He'd be able to do whatever James Harden wants to. He'd be able to do what James Harden is doing, averaging 36 if he wanted to. But because Mike was such a winner in this day and age, 40 would have got him bounced out of here real quick every time. 
I think he would have averaged around 30 to 32 points per game. And I think he would have shared that rock a lot more. I think he would have been a more prolific three-point shooter. But yeah. I think he would have actually tapered his game down offensively because he knew he couldn't win. It happened to him in the 80s. Average 37 points per game. Got his ass kicked. I, I, I can't see him averaging 40. I can't. I, I can see I can see him averaging just because of the fact that the hand... You got to just come no here. Hand checking. I, like it's regular. not physical. It's not physical. These people these days don't even play defense. You give so Jordan, so, you so, give Jordan an open shot. He's taking it every time. Okay, okay. So now you're looking at it that way, right? Who's playing with them? Right. That's a big. That's a big factor. That's all I'm trying to tell you. Who's playing with? Them? Okay. So now what happens? It's hood rules at this point in time. Oh, Michael Jordan getting forty. We're gonna do what we do to everybody else. We're gonna team up and jump his ass. And then you had Kevin Durant and LeBron James on the same team. It happened, it happened with Detroit. Now, Detroit drafted everybody. That was straight. It happened with Detroit. They played jail ball on him. No, he's but talking no, about I'm, teaming I don't up. Even mean, oh, team I don't up. even mean jumping him like fighting him. I mean literally teaming up to the point where you'll have the dumbest team out there. You'll have Giannis, <laughs> KD, and LeBron on the same squad. You know what I'm saying? Listen, like, you dumb shit like that. that. Yeah. about to happen. Them boys don't fight fair. That's not so he would actually have to capitulate to the times. And all I'm saying is he'd have to get him a running mate. And if you gave him any decent running mate, any decent running mate, I'm rolling. I'm rolling that he could win in this era. Not necessarily six, but he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to get with the times. If, if Jordan, if Jordan had the mindset of how these players are today, where they have to team up, Jordan is one in six. Nah. Jordan is winning six. It's, it's way harder in this generation to win than it was back then. Man. <laughs> Evolution, bro. Evolution. They evolved so much that the small players evolved, right? That's true. So you got the big. So you got the big man, right? The big man said, "All right, fuck this, man. We're not just gonna post up. We're gonna be able to shoot mid range jumpers right. like we're gonna shoot threes. We shoot we gonna shoot threes like Kevin Durant, DeMarcus Cousins, and all of them, right? right? So then the little dudes are trying to figure out what's going on. So it started becoming like a point guard league. So you had Darren Williams, Chris Paul, people of that nature starting to come in, and they were owning it and they were fighting, right? And so then you got Steph Curry out here, like, man, I ain't even going where they are. They're gonna have to come to me. I'm gonna jam up. And now you got people like Trey Young. It's it's a it's a ever evolving game. But that's the thing. Also, we have to think about it in terms of Jordan defensively. Jordan would take the challenge. Jordan would people debate that. Oh well, LeBron guards every position, right? Mm-hmm. Jordan would challenge every position. People forget Jordan wanted the best player on the team. Jordan is defending the LeBron. Yeah, but he's you defending the team, You got Pippen on the wing with you, though. That's, that's a big help. That's very true. But you that's know, a I, big help. And we in spacing. We're not, we're not, we're not playing the same game, right? Everybody's not cramping like, the paint. Everybody's not shooting at three. Everybody's trying to get that 18 footer, that 15 footer, the big men trying to get the low post. You kind of know where the ball is going, just like Jordan broke down the Carl Malone play. Like they just gonna run their play. But what's the play when Kevin Kevin Durant's coming down the court in the finals against LeBron and he sees LeBron coming up? Pull up in your eye. Nobody can guard that. He's seven feet. Jordan come out there if he wants to. It's just still getting in his eye. Like, can't do shit with him. Nah, Jordan might press him to keep it a buck. Jordan, Jordan might press him. So you, so you gonna press Kevin Durant as Michael Jordan and leave what? Steph Curry? Clay Thompson? That's true. That's who you gonna leave out there? But that's what I'm saying. But but we're also talking about if Jordan had the mindset like these like these uh, players today were teaming up, Jordan would have people he would have like people who would be able to defend these folks where like Jordan so would be able to trust. You're of the assumption that he would be able to have something that was good enough to defend the Warriors. Because in my opinion, the Golden State Warriors team, the way it was constructed with Kevin Durant was the hardest team of all time to guard. Before that, I would have said it was Shaq and Kobe just because of how dynamic the inside-outside thing was. Mm-hmm. Team, right. not individual. Mm-hmm. Team. But when you got everybody who can legally, legally shoot you from 30 and beyond, three of them, KD, Clay, and Steph, that's it's too hard. I agree because, you know, like they, they say, listen, you could, you could shoot twos all day, but threes win the game. Threes Sick. win the game. Like, you know, like, but that's the thing. I think Jordan would evolve his game. Jordan would yeah. Jordan would be that prolific three pointer three point shooter. You know what I'm saying because he because he has to. 
I'm saying he would have to be because, right. but not only that, you know, I, I just, I, I just think that Jordan, would, Jordan would thrive in a game like this, and with the culture of people, you know, teaming up, I think Jordan would be just fine with a, a solid group around him, depending on who it is, though. Yeah, it depends well, I, on who it is. I feel like um, Jordan and LeBron easily get like ten. Yeah, Jordan and LeBron, and uh, Jordan, you get Jordan, LeBron, and you get a perimeter shooter. Like, uh, it it, it don't even ha- it doesn't even have to be like the the snipers. It could be someone that you know is consistent that can hit it mm-hmm. on call. Who is that of today? <laughs> what? The on-call sniper. On-call sniper. Mm-hmm. Kyle Ooh, Corver. How many of those you think we got? It's not Kyle Corver. The Kyle Corver. JJ Reddick. It's not always on-call with JJ. JJ's I don't think it guy. will work. I don't think it will work with his old formula of having the white boy that can only shoot. No. <laughs> I think he's going to need somebody like a Dame Dollar. You know? Yeah. He's going to need somebody like that. The dude that's not necessarily looking for the credit, but is is just gonna let his game speak for itself. Mm-hmm. And that's another you know? thing. You playing with Jordan, you are gonna have to take a lesser role. Yeah, you gonna yeah. have to take a lesser role for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not saying that you don't have your skill set and you won't be like Jordan. Like Jordan will tell you, he'd be like, "Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass you the ball. This is your moment. Come for." Oh, I know who the player is. Oh, my fault. Paul George. Paul George. Yep. PG oh. would be the perfect person to play with Jordan to me. I think LeBron would be perfect. PG would get his ass chewed out on the daily. I don't think I don't think Paul George is mentally tough like That's that. That's what I'm saying. The, well, I hear, hear me out. Okay. Paul George needs somebody. Like, if you're saying Paul George isn't mentally tough by himself, isn't that kind of pippin? No, but when you got because somebody, because when, when Pippen was, when Pippen was by himself, I, I know what he's saying. I, I get where he's going at. If if I'm correct, because remember when Jordan was talking about Pip, and he yep. said Pip just needs someone to give him that push. Right. He needs someone that's going to be there. Like Pip was like he was like if Pip got bullied, he needs someone that's going to run up next to him and fight with him. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. I think that's what he's saying about Paul George. Paul that's George Paul needs George someone go to, the Lakers. to push him if he if he's about to get into a fight. Okay. Like we gonna fight in, in this together. And PG ain't go to the Lakers because he had a he had a a, a a somebody that was there for him in Russell Westbrook, mm-hmm. right? Like that's who gave him that fight. He's in LA right now because he's got a Kawhi Leonard to give him that fire. Like he doesn't mind playing that super dope B role. Right. But it's still a skillful enough player that you gotta respect. That's cold. That would be the type of person I think could play with Mike. But that's just you know, it's gonna take that type of personality and skill set. Interesting. Or, or we've never really seen Jordan play with a big man. Ain't nothing wrong with having Giannis. Giannis might be a hindrance though, clogging up the paint. How so? Giannis not a consistent shooter like that. He's getting better. But not. But not if. But now you got Mike. Yeah, but not if not if you got Mike who can who can shoot the mid range. But not only that, Mike is going to make you play your position. Yeah, you ain't coming up the you ain't coming up the court with the rock. Give me the rock. You get down well, there and that paint. No, no, but that's not even a problem point. for Giannis because Giannis is only doing that because he ain't got no damn point guard. True. <laughs> like, that's you true. think Giannis want to bring that thing up the court every time? I don't think he wants to bring it up the court. Nope. And Jordan would eliminate that three point shot from him too. Be like, no, fool, stop that. Yeah. The only reason why Giannis shoots that shot is because everybody tried to say Kawhi Leonard D'd him up when it was really four dudes. When it was Kawhi, Serge, Pascal Siakam, and Mark Gasol who D'd him up. That's mm-hmm. the only reason why he shoots it. Mm-hmm. He would get rebounds, he would make money on defense, and then he would just kick it to Mike. But, well, the only way we you know that is 2K. So. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, I, don't play, I don't play 2K. I just enjoy these conversations. <laughs> so let me ask y'all this, man. How do y'all feel about the whole situation with just Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons? Damn, I know y'all mad. I know y'all mad. How do we end the episode on a cliffhanger like that? That's what we do. We're going to leave y'all in suspense. You got to wait till tomorrow to hear our response to what Russ had asked. Our thoughts 
on Isaiah Thomas. Now, Isaiah had a lot. He had a lot going for him. He, you know, as everybody's seen in the doc, and if you paid attention after the Detroit Pistons story, he was on a lot of shows. He was heavy on ESPN talking about where he stood and everything like that. So you're going to have to hear what we got to say about it and see what else we have to say about this whole docuseries in itself. Part three will be dropping tomorrow. Once again, thank you all for listening. want to once again thank my brother, Fred and thank my cousin Russ Digi. You can catch their podcast, My Brother for the Love of, which is available on all major streaming platforms. Gridiron guys as well. Once again, I thank them for joining and being a part of this incredible, incredible conversation. So be sure y'all tune in to part three tomorrow and then the finale on Sunday. Take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.